all right, all right, good people, we are back. So have you ever had a conversation with someone and it was like a really good conversation? Good dialogue, good back and forth, and you say, all right, I'll see you next week. Next week come, comes around and you don't even see him again. I feel like that's where I left us. So I know that we've had a good dialogue over the last really two years. Um, I was just checking my Facebook memories. I do that every day just to see kind of what's what's manifested over time. And two years ago is when I announced the podcast, um, the episode that we had with Tywin Ross talking about Bitcoin. And so it was really um, comforting this morning, waking up, knowing that I was coming to see you again, because from the from the podcast, what I realized is that it really is a conversation. So there are folks, even right now, if you're tapped in and you saw the notification, okay, Brudden came out with another podcast. Yes, we are back. But there are times in which you hear this through your headphones, you hear this through um, uh, your speakers in the car as you're traveling through work, and we're talking about a particular topic. If it's around, of course, it's financially related, but it could be business related, it could be real estate related. And ultimately, even though I can't hear your response, but oftentimes that really feels like a conversation. And so as I feel like I've uh, um, left you hanging, like I said, we are back. And so I'm looking forward to really tapping back into what we've already established. And so for those that are listening for the first time, of course, I'm going to give you um, really an understanding of who we are and what we do. So at the planning podcast and, and we're ultimately powered by. IMC Financial Consultant. And so I didn't said all of this and I didn't introduce myself. So, of course, I'm Isaac Cooper. Uh, check out the previous episodes. You'll be able to learn more about why we do what we do and how we do it. Um, but more so at the same time, the, the biggest thing with this podcast is that we want to liberate the way you think about money that allows you to be able to control money versus money controlling you. And so this is going to be a dope episode because one, it's just going to be a quick recap and what's happening. You know, how you dap someone, you know, you dap someone up and you get right into like, yo, how, how's everything been? How's the family? So we're going to do a little bit of that, but also catch back up where we left off. Uh, and then talk about some of the hot topics that's manifested thus far. So there's been a number, a number, a number of things that I've been looking forward to just kicking it with you about. Right. Like there's a number of updates that's been going on that it's just like, man, if I could unpack this on the podcast, that would be dope. So that's why we are here. That's why this is another season. So, of course, we got interviews. Right. So over time, we are going to find different experts to speak in on different topics or even have a part two on some of the topics that we had thus far. And then we have what I like to call into use, right, which is really <laughs> uh, which is really a moment where you hear about my inner self. Right. Like it's more so me being able to share what's been what I'm thinking about. But it's just myself unpacking it. Know that I'll be able to get your feedback if I run into you at the posits, if I run into you um, or just even over a phone call or even when I was back home in Florida, a lot of folks talking about like, yo, podcast was dope, brother. Make sure you keep it rolling. So let's get let's get into it. So there's been a number of changes uh, in finances since we last kicked in. And even as we track through this, what I'm going to do just based off of the amount of respect that I have for your time, I made sure I put together some notes. I think that's one of the things that has evolved since our previous sessions is that the the level of appreciation in all the success stories there's been folks that hit me up. Hey, bro, man, I actually closed on a house after I listened to that podcast with you and Dr. Hood. Hey, bro, I actually like all these major life decisions that were triggered off of the, the podcast. And so 
um, super, super excited. So I'm, I'm going to be peeking at my notes as we as we have this dialogue. And so don't mind me. So, again, for our new listeners, um, we've covered topics in our previous seasons that you'll be able to tap into as you scroll on your phone or on whatever device that you choose. Uh, and we always want to make sure that the the topic, even if, it's a, even if it's around football, there is a money element to it that we can help further what we want you to take away. So in our first episode, we actually talked about cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency. Um, and let me be very clear. There is a clear distinction <laughs> between Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So all my Bitcoiners and those that understand the crypto space, they really appreciate um, that statement. But Tyrone is one of the top experts in the industry. And there has actually been a lot of conversation around what has manifested thus far. Uh, for those that are, are even keeping up with what's going on on Netflix, there is a, a, a documentary highlighting Bernie Madoff, you know, and that was one of the largest scams in the history of our nation. Um, and what is probably somewhat equivalent is happening in the crypto space right now to where those that you would deem as experts, Kevin O'Leary, all the major investors across the world invested and had a stake in this particular company and lo and behold he out here using his money to go kick it <laughs> yeah he had, he out here kicking it you know and is that a blemish on the crypto community definitely so is that a business practice that has happened over the past hundreds of years yes greedy people being greedy and so tyrone has a ear to the industry in a way that especially as a black man, he has an ear in the industry and an expert in the industry. Um, and and it, even if you follow him, he was on all the major publications from the Investopedias to Coindesk. He has his own podcast on there. He made a major financial decision, not only for him and his clients, but also for others that that track their um, uh, their decision making. Shout out to the blockchain that track their decision making that. um you know, some of these major investors didn't even catch up to. So so what's happening with that? Let's get into more of an understanding of uh, the details of that situation and and why he was able to go on a tour and, and get go on these interviews when he, he ultimately frauded like 10 to 20 billion dollars of other people's money. So we'll get into that. We kicked it with my boy, John Barnes. <laughs> Talking about name, image, and likeness before it really became a thing. And and again, this is a couple of years ago. And so the continuation and the updates around that to where you got, you know, basketball players, uh, the young brother that we talked about during that conversation was Mickey Williams. Now, bro, out here making three to four million dollars. And 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 just who would have known that this would have manifested to the the policy being changed, right? But also these colleges and universities really battling to say who has the best name, image, and likeness deal for an athlete versus saying who, who has the, the best packages for this athlete to be, um, uh, we'll just say, reflect his ability on the field or on the court or where it may be. And so NIA, NIL deals, what's going on, what's happening? Um, and, and of course, as you know, we work with professional athletes and, and some of the athletes we're talking to now, there's some things going on to where they need some insight. Student loans, real estate. Now I'm just going to name them off because we can go into the examples. Business owners, some of the things that they need, really business decisions they need to make, especially around taxes. Shout out to Liba and TMB tax strategies. 
Uh, we have my guy Corey Green on talking about the banking industry, uh, the cashless economy, all these different things around money that is happening. Think just think about how much has changed since that dialogue. And so that's one of the things that we'll be tapping into. But for today, what we are going to unpack, which I'm super excited about because this episode was probably one of the one of my favorite episodes. Um, and it was really the HBCU to the to the NFL pipeline. And we talked about how in the 60s, before the Alabamas, the Georgias, the, you know, all these schools that we see as um, powerhouses when it pertains to collegiate football, um, you know, Gramlin and, and all these other HBCUs, you know, like we were pumping them out. Like we were pumping them out into the NFL. So it was a really good episode because we also highlighted how Dion was brought on to Jackson State. So, of course, in September of 2020, Jackson State announced Dion, Coach Prime, as their head coach. And April of uh, 2021, that's when we um, shared it on our podcast. So please be sure to check it out. Now, of course, like I said, we're always going to filter anything that we talk about through the lens of finances, right? And so whenever they even made the decision for Coach Prime to uh, transition to Jackson State, I distinctively said on the podcast, now, all right, now I got to get a little bit of, of my background. So my <laughs> journey to Birmingham was through a football scholarship. Shout out Coach Sullivan, Pat Sullivan, rest in peace, Heisman Trophy winner. Shout out to my sweet mate, uh, Nick Williams, that's still in the league right now. Shout out to all my uh, teammates that's doing big things. But we, I feel like we were kind of like the Miami version of Sanford University, right? Like, okay, they'll be like, man, oh, that's a PWI. But we were a little different. And uh, and for those in Birmingham, I actually saw on my, on my uh, Facebook memory, it was about 15 years ago. <laughs> And I, and it says stepping in continental tonight. Whoa! So that was a little. That's a little different. You know, type of type of time you go have, a type of time you own as well. But long story short, um, my journey to Birmingham was essentially playing playing football, defensive back, cornerback. My brother um, played in the NFL for a couple of years. He was an All American, first team All SEC. Um, all of my brothers, we all played played sports. Uh, we work with professional athletes. We work with NFL players, work with NBA players. So we're, we're very proximate to the league. Um, so my comments come from uh, an experience that I've had personally, but also an experience I've been able to glean on from folks that are close to me. So when Dion made the decision, more so Coach Prime made the decision to transition to uh, Jackson State, I knew that if I was in high school, and I saw that he was the head coach at that particular school. He could have been the coach at Jimmy Jimmy John's down the street. I'm finna go there. That is Coach Primetime Sanders, bad brother, right? But this is the other thing. I was actually talking to my partner about this. Those that are athletes, like dogs, real athletes, all you need to do is train with someone one time. I ain't got to be around coach every day. I just, need to, I just need to see your standard that one particular time. So now I'm getting into a rant. Let me stay with my notes. That's why I got notes, y'all. That's why I got notes. I was getting into a whole rant. So there were some folks that were upset when he transitioned. So he comes to Jackson State. The impact is through the roof. We see it through social media. We see it through the economics. You see the average um, uh, amount of people showing up to the game. So the attendance is on a whole nother level. 
Now, those that were upset. Now, of course, I am going to speak to both sides of the coin. Now, was I a little disappointed when he made the decision? Yes. Selfishly. Right. Like I wanted to go to a game, kick it how everybody was kicking it because it looked like it was a blast. When you just see a sea of black people outside having a great time, all culture is just something special. And so to, to have that amount of people inside the stadium. Now, those know in the hand, we know the classic. We like to kick it outside the stadium and inside the stadium. But more so, the party is outside the stadium, right? So the, to be able to have both of those to occur in the same day, that is different not only for the community, but also for the athlete. And so, of course, selfishly, I, I wanted to experience that. But folks had every reason to be upset. You know, they felt like Dion let them down. Just the the we we were on the heels of the world really looking at themselves, specifically the United States. Right. The George Floyd situation had black folks looking at themselves. They had white folks looking at themselves. They had white and black folks looking at each other. What is this situation? How do we come out of this situation? But also in that examining, there was this enlightening and also a, a, a level of liberation that was happening with black people as well. And so even as we were looking for this uh, um, I don't know if we were looking for anything, but I think we were uh, appreciating the wholeness of black folks representing our culture in a way that we felt like represented our standard, which is excellence. So when, when we saw Coach Prime bring light in an area that didn't typically get the type of resources that are typically overlooked, of course, HBCUs, specifically their athletics, specifically even more the football programs. And we saw him not only bring light, but he hey, he brought that thing with some sauce. Right. And, and brought some of the great athletes there. The fact that he transitioned that light elsewhere to a place that probably wouldn't have accepted him, even if he went there on day one. Felt like you abandoned us. Right. Felt it felt it was a, it was like, ah, coach. Right. But if we put the shoe on the other foot, like I said, we always going to talk about money when it pertains to this podcast. What type of economic impact did Prime have there? One of the things that we see that is being discussed of those that say, no, like, bro, left the blueprint. Look at all these coaches that have transitioned back into coaching at HBCU since he's made that transition. Look at the interest that has brought thus far. Look at the ESPN coverage. Look at college game day showing up at one of their games. All right. Let's boil it down to the numbers. Look at the economic impact that he's had on the program thus far and the community in which it is surrounded. Just even in a four game uh, stint, they generated sixteen point two million dollars in revenue. On average, they, they're saying different economists, but specifically in the city, generated $30 million of, a, of an economic impact. So that's more jobs. That's more businesses. That's more opportunities. That's more visibility, right, for those jobs, for those uh, businesses, for them to be able to grow and scale. There's more people traveling to this area. So the hotels, the gas stations, the local restaurants that are near, like all these things that didn't typically get the attention he was able to to establish not only the 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 blueprint to bring it there on on athletes uh, uh, we'll say professional athletes, um, which we're now which we're going to have to to see and which I think is probably the 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 masterclass that we're all going to be 
we shouldn't be on the sidelines on is how does it continue, right? Like how do we sustain something even though the person that was there to create it is transition? That is the conversation, not necessarily, oh, he left for the money. Oh, he's a sellout. Oh, the only reason why he went there is because he couldn't get a, a, a head coaching position. So that's why, um, you know, he went to the HBCUs first and he left. No, 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 no. Get a shift your energy. How do we make sure that those athletes that are still there, how do we make sure that the businesses that are still there, how do we make sure? Because at the end of the day, you're, you were supposed to be there to support those them babies. A lot of the frustration that I'm hearing and seeing now is more so adults being frustrated about adult activity. Give your money. Major issue with HBCs right now is the dollars that they receive in the form of either contributions or grants that they're able to, to receive. And so all these things are ultimately rooted in money in some form of fashion. Um, and and the I believe the... Um, uh, director of communications at the um, in the city of Jackson, she also mentioned that he has created a huge economic impact for the city. So I think that there is this balance that we have to, you know, land the plane on. One is, yes, everything probably did sixfold in regards of the money that he's going to make uh, in regards of Coach Prime. Um, but also think about the journey that he is uh, developed for these young men, because if you listen to the uh, of me cover the, this in our first, um, I believe it's our second season, a majority of what I talked about is how he was going to be building young men, a black leader building other black men. I like to be very specific because a majority of these students, a majority of these student athletes, let me throw that hyphen in there. A student does come first. Uh, athlete falls off for those that are listening. Um, now, I still feel like I'm athletic. I got cleats in the trunk. So if you ever need that smoke, holla at your boy. Um, but ultimately, he is a substitute father to a majority of those those young boys. And the fact that he is implementing conversations and and infrastructure within not only in the locker room, um, but also just the environment that he has. That is that is the infection that Deanna has created. Coach Prime has created. And I think we need to uh, support him in that journey, but also not take the easy way of describing a situation. Do a little bit more research. Do a little bit more research. Prime example. Uh, I believe the ticket sales from the stadium don't go to the school. It goes to the city. School don't own that. Do, do a little bit more research. Right. And so there's certain things that they were able to capitalize on just on him shedding light. There's a lot of injustices that he was able to um, um, help HBCUs with even when it pertains to the amount of money they get paid when they play larger schools. A majority of they're, they're operating in a loss just by with their travel costs. Right. And so we need to appreciate the diamonds that was left and just take responsibility, uh, take our responsibility on mining the ones that are still there. And so um, shout out to everybody that tapped in with us on this podcast. Like I said, we are back. This was a quick tap in update. Uh, we got some some dope visuals as well for those that are watching on a YouTube channel or, or whatever social media platform you're on um, and tap in. Make sure you give us a, a comment. Send us a message. Let us know. Hey, yo, make sure you interview so and so. I want to hear this interview. You know, you kind of dropped us off when you were talking about, um, you know, a number of topics. So just let us know. We want to hear from you. Uh, but outside of that, shout out to everyone that is watching us. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. And of course, stay planning.
Yo, let me shout out Trey for these threads. I don't forget. Shout out Trey's clothing down in Inslee. Uh, check out the threads and of course with the IMC. But yeah, we actually got this custom made. So shout out, shout out my dog Trey. So check him out. Trey's clothing. Inslee, West Side is the best side.